You are now tuned into the Lunch Break Podcast, where true sales pros go to tell their stories. This is episode 78 of the Lunch Break Podcast, where true sales pros go to share their stories. My name is James Bodden, and special, special guest today for episode 78 somebody who's been on the podcast before but i had to bring him back a mainly just out of selfish reasons because i enjoy talking to ashad mason and ashad is somebody who just has a unique look on business he has a unique look on social media personal branding telling your story And every time we get together, it's a fantastic conversation. So I knew that bringing him back would be a hit. And a fun update. Since this episode was recorded, Ashad has actually joined the team here at the Lunch Break Podcast as our social media manager. So without any further ado, let's get right into episode 78 with my good friend, and now, social media manager of the Lunch Break Podcast, Ashad Mason. Enjoy. All right, folks, here we go. Another episode of the Lunch Break Podcast. A second time appearance for Mr. Ashad Mason. Uh, thank you so much for coming back on the show, man. Yeah, man, it's a, it's a pleasure to be back home, bro. How you doing? Good. You know, I think um, it's it's always interesting to not only connect with somebody like we connected, you know, strictly through a social media platform like LinkedIn, we connected, Hey, got some things in common, come on the podcast, things like that. And then to keep up with you and kind of watch your, your real life journey. Right. Because um, I think, and this is something that I wanted to talk to you about and get your perspective on this idea of a journey. What's your take on, on kind of really documenting your journey, whether it's, the highs of, you know, I got this promotion or I got this cool thing, or, you know, I had to make a career change. This thing happened to me and I now have to pivot this way. You know, I just always respected your ability to be vulnerable in that way. So I was wondering if you could kind of speak on that. Yeah. So I would probably say two or three things. The first thing is the, I think people shouldn't give up. Like, you know, if let's say the person is either in the struggle part or the upswing, but they haven't made it, like Gary Vee has made it, the first thing is they, they can't give up. Like you gotta have resiliency, you gotta have patience, like you, you gotta you gotta keep going because if you don't keep going, then you won't have a journey anymore. Like you stop your journey and you give up. So the second thing is like you gotta be strategic about it. Like you can't if someone is documenting their journey and they decide they're going to make it public, some people may decide to keep some things uh, behind the scenes, and that's okay too. But you got to be uh, strategic about it. You can't just, oh, I'm I'm feeling sad because this happened. So then you make a poor me post, and then you're like, oh, I didn't even mean to post it like that. You know what I mean? You got to give yourself some time to like process it, and then you know, so have strategy behind documentation don't just yeah you know put it out there. those would be the two things don't give up on your journey or you won't have a journey no more and if you are going to document it 
through LinkedIn or Facebook or social media, YouTube, be very strategic about it. Yeah. And, and it's that part that I think a lot of people maybe miss this, the strategic part, the, the space that you have between putting everything that you go through the instant that you go through it out on the internet and deciding, okay, I just kind of went through this thing personally or professionally. I learned a lesson. Is this something that I could maybe share as a part of my journey that would, you know, add value to the community? I love that. Um, and that's exactly what you're doing with uh, these posts that I've seen you put up recently where, you know, just for context, we're recording this uh, on April 14th, we're, you know, in the middle of lockdown uh, across the nation, businesses, the economies freaking out, nobody knows what to do. This is a completely unprecedented time, right? You have started doing something uh, that I love, A, because I just think it's a really cool idea for a post, and then B, because you've been super consistent with it which I think is another thing that people miss and we'll, we'll talk about that. But you've been putting up these posts where if I owned a gas station, here's what I would do. I would run this type of promotion. I would run the, you know, and, and every post, it's a different sector. It's a different industry. If I ran a restaurant, if I ran this, you know, um, what's the, what's the idea behind that and what's the strategy behind it? Right. I just want to pick your brain on that. Yeah. So, you know, the first thing is like, I see a lot of people, most content is like social distance, about social distancing or it's about health tips or, you know, it's, it's around, it's surrounded by the coronavirus and it's more like health related yeah. or, you know, oh, work from home or, you know, and I'm like, work from home tips, you know, so I'm like, how do I, how, how do I post something positive? How do I post something different? So the first thing I did was I tried to do like a hundred tips a hundred days. Like my goal was like post a hundred random tips in a hundred days. After 15 days of doing that, I'm like, okay, this is not a good strategy. So I like scrapped that idea. Um, Cause I'm like, this is not working. And I'm like running out of, I said, this is a thing. So I'm like, okay, <laughs> what can I do? And I think within that, I have posted something like if I own something and I think that post did the best. So I'm like, okay, I can do that. Like, I can think about different industries and stuff like that. So then I did that and I'm like, okay, this is more strategic. Like this is more, and um, you know, so like if I see, you know, I think about like the essential, I'm like, what essential businesses are open? And I try to like give advice at, you know, and try to add value. So it comes from a place of positivity. I just want the platform um, of LinkedIn specifically to have like positivity, some, um, something outside of just the coronavirus. Like the news is already flooding us with, you know, COVID-19. And it's like, I don't, I'm trying to like get, get, get the community to get away from that. That's yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I think that point of view is so interesting. And I think it's something that a lot of people, even people that had been making content are struggling with like, you know, what do I, how much do I talk about, current events how much do i ignore it or maybe just go on my normal way of uh creating content a couple of things you said that i think anybody that's out there that's thinking about creating content or actively creating content you weren't afraid to try some shit for 15 days 
and say, this isn't working. I'm just going to stop doing it and focus on, you know, you basically took market data, right? And said, okay, well, this, this one post that had this element in it did the best out of any of the 15. Let me go ahead and run with that. Right. And, <laughs> you know, so many people, because I think a lot of folks, a hundred tips, a hundred days, that sounds great. Right. Like that sounds like a really good idea. And then you start doing it and it's like, okay, well, that means I have to have, you know, I've done 15 days. I got to have 85 more tips here. Right. And, <laughs> and then from what I'm seeing, you know, there's one that's maybe resonated a little bit more. Let me dig into why that is. Right. And I think so many people get attached when they are creating content to, oh, well, I put out that I was going to do a hundred tips in a hundred days. I have to do it. Right. And then it becomes this sometimes I think becomes this kind of valueless, um, just kind of repetitive, I'm doing it to do it tip, right? Like tip number 98 of 100, you know, wake up. <laughs> you know, that's your tip by the end of the thing. So, you know, that, that ability to be agile and kind of pivot and say, all right, I'm just going to try something else. How much of that comes from you not being emotionally attached to the content that you create? Yeah. So I would say, honestly, I kind of did feel obligated. I'm like, man, I feel a little bit like a failure that I didn't complete the 100 days. Like, I said I would do and 100 that, days. That's real? Like, you know, I'm like, in the big scheme of things, like in the, in the long run, because I try to think long term versus short term. I'm like, in the long run, most people don't probably even care that it was 100 days. And then I came to the realization, like, like, I'm not happy trying to come up with a hundred tips. Like I'm like, let me put happiness in like the long term, think long term, and like, and that's when I decided, you know what? Let me be practical here. And so I went with what was practical versus motion. Mm. I think a lot of people wish that they could do that more. <laughs> you know, where yeah. they could kind of yeah. separate and say, because you're, you know, ego such a powerful thing you know your ego is attached to this post and the likes and no matter who you are i don't give a shit it you know anybody that says like i i'm i'm creating content and don't care about the engagement full of bs in my opinion right because there's an element of <laughs> and to get engagement we create content to you know have other people like it or share it or whatever that is you know, if you consistently post and, you know, you only got, I don't know, five views, you're like, man, like, what am I doing wrong? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, Actually, then, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I think the real uh, key is that, you you know, you you kind of keep your ego in check. And, and another thing that I think is hard for a lot of people is to realize that, all right, well, I'm disappointed in myself that I said I was going to do 100 tips in 100 days and it didn't pan out. But there's not a picket fence of, you know, picket line of people outside protesting that I haven't done it, right? Like nobody really cares. And I think that's when you can like make that realization, it's actually a really great thing for your content creation, right? Because then the pressure's off, right? When you, you know, I think about um, this podcast, right? They're, there were times when I first started it where I'd get like really stressed about like getting an episode out on a certain day and, you know, really holding myself to these standards. And it started to stress me out. And I'm like, 
A, this is not why I started this, to get stressed out. <laughs> you know, these are all self-imposed rules that I'm putting on myself. And it's interesting, you mentioned feeling happy and, and recognizing that you didn't feel happy doing the, the 100 tips in 100 days. You know, I, I read something just this morning that was like, somebody was basically making the argument that sometimes when you set really specific hardline goals for your life, whether it's short term or long term, a lot of the times it creates misery because you're just, you know, it's like if the goal is I, I'm going to, I, you know, I have to be a vice president of operations by the time I'm 39 in the manufacturing industry, life don't work that way, <laughs> right? And there are so many variables that you can't control. You know, they basically recommended a better way to think about goals would be by the time I'm 39, I want to have financial freedom and the ability to, you know, wake up every day and enjoy my work, right? So talk to us about like how you kind of look at that, because I feel like that's kind of, you lean towards that side of things rather than by the time I'm, I'm going to do, you know? Yeah, I think when it comes to, you know, goals and like, you know, whether it's short term and long term, uh, it's, it's, it's good to like have like what I do, like I have a notebook and I try to do things in like three month increments, mm -hmm. but then also have like two to three years out max. I try not to think too far out. Cause I'm, I notice when I try to come up with goals like five and 15 years, I might have relative, it might be in the back of my mind, but it's like, we do got to have something that we should be striving toward. But if it's like you said, if it's too hard line, if it's, too, too specific because you you can you have a measure of control over your journey but also you got to trust the process like you gotta you gotta put it in work you gotta stay consistent but also you gotta trust the process like just because so-and-so got a house when they were 35 or you know your parents did xyz when they were 37 doesn't mean that by the time you're 37 you know what i mean like we all have our unique uh Paths and you just gotta trust the process. And a lot of times, I think, especially with social media, because you know, 34 years ago, there was no social media. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of people didn't have this comparison. I think a lot of times we do a lot of comparison trash. Like we have a lot of people we can look at them like, oh, they did this, they did that. Oh, by the time they were 20, oh, he was a millionaire when he was 23 and I'm 27. And it's like, nah, it's like we all have our own our own process and I think we just trust the process but at the same time have measurable goals that you can work toward but don't like oh if I don't hit it at this point then I'm a failure like it's not it doesn't work that way. yeah yeah it's it seems like um goal setting most like everything else else in life is best when it's somewhere in the middle between being completely aimless and being way too hard on yourself and maybe a little bit even unrealistic about like these specific goals uh, that you're setting for yourself. You, you know, it's interesting because <laughs> um, you, you mentioned this idea of comparison, right? And <clears throat> everybody deals with it. Everybody, you know, the, we're, we're all our own worst critics. You know, we're all like the most, the, the person that's hardest on you is yourself, right? And, and then you compound this and we all know, and, and it, you know, this is what I want to talk to you about. Even though we all know 
that the social media version of whoever we're looking at is literally not the real version. It's been established, right? We understand this. I understand this concept, right? When I go look at somebody's Instagram feed or LinkedIn feed, I am aware that there's probably 18 things that happened to them in the last week that were shitty and just like me, that they chose not to share on social media and, and I'm just not seeing it, but it still messes with me. It still makes me get this feeling of like, oh, you know, I'm not doing enough or, or, or so when that feeling inevitably comes, right? Because even somebody like you, who's very self-aware and intelligent and knows kind of the game, you're going to fall into that, no doubt. How do you get yourself out of it, right? Like, how do you snap yourself out of it? Because I think that maybe is the, what we need to maybe focus on. Stop trying to avoid falling into it. We're going to fall into it. How do we get out of it? I think is where we can narrow in on. So first I'll share an experience and then I'll uh, give a suggestion. So like, in January, uh, I had actually, uh, the company I was working for actually downsized. And so, you know, I lost my job. And so that hit me because I actually was like expecting a promotion. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I put in a work. A lot of the reviews I was getting was, you know, was pointing toward a raise and a promotion. And then for them to downsize, um, you know, that kind of hit. But then... You know, now we're going through the whole pandemic and it's like oh, like nine million people like within two weeks lost their job, you know what I mean? And a lot of people are on unemployment. So um, I thought about that and I'm like, wow. So people may see me posting now and I'm, I'm okay now. Like, you know, I have finances and stuff is all good, but like people may see me posting now and they may think, oh, life is perfect and this and the third, but it's like, that's relative. So I, I share that experience to say, you know, when someone feels that feeling like, man, like they compare themselves to someone else or they might see a post or a YouTube video and this person, you know, you know, say they got millions or they can help you with this and you're like, man, I wish I, I wish I was at, you know, I wish I was established. I think preparation, like having something to fall back on. Like, so for me, I have quotes that, I keep in my, you know, notebook or my, you know, my phone and stuff. So when I feel that way, I have quotes either. Some of them are actually memorized and then sometimes I'll look at that. So I think people should, whatever works for them from a mindset standpoint, but they got to have something they fall back on. Otherwise it's like, you can definitely fall in a rabbit hole and like, you know, have a pity party and like a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and it's also, I've found a never ending story because you set a goal, you get that goal and it doesn't quench that desire that you have. If, you know, if you're kind of in that hamster wheel of, you know, always comparing yourself, never being grateful, that kind of thing. Well, it doesn't matter if you make 500 K there's going to be somebody else that makes 600 and you can compare yourself to them. You know, there's always going to be that next level up. Uh, and it's just such a, it, it just sucks the joy out of life to, you know, in my opinion. Right. And, and, you know, I think your point about kind of what you've been through is, is absolutely just real life. You know, and the same thing happened to me last year. I got fired. Uh, <laughs> I got fired the day I was interviewing somebody to hire on onto my team. You know what I'm saying? So like it, 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 you, you can literally you there. And, and that's why, 
bringing it back to the goal setting thing, that's why I think it's a little silly to set those kind of serious goals because, you know, you could be thinking that life is going to go one way and literally all signs are pointing to it. Just like you, I was getting great reviews. This was happening. This was happening. I, you know, I was doing everything I could. I felt the same way. And then the, you know, company just ran out of money. Sorry, it's nothing against you, but we've got to go, you know, our separate ways. That's life. Right. And, and I think if you can, to your point in a healthy way, uh, you know, filter your experience and distill it down into what you've been doing, right? Like a creative way to add value to the community that feels good for you, you know, that, that, that um, feeds you just as much as it feeds the people that it's, uh, you know, connecting with. And I think now more than ever, as, as people, start to create content. And that's why I'm so glad we kind of, this conversation has been focused around this because more and more people now, you know, spending all this time at home, you're going to see more podcasts, more videos, series, more stuff like that pop up. So I think this is really kind of a, a great conversation to have. And one of the things that I've always liked about your approach to the content that you uh, produce is your decision to build your brand around you, not necessarily whatever job you had, right? So like, if you look at your LinkedIn, like your background is like this nice picture, you know, of yourself and like your freaking values and what makes you a team player. Like that is personal branding to a T, right? And a lot of people uh, on LinkedIn, create content and they tie it to the company that they work for. And then in six months when everything was going great and they thought they were about to get a promotion and they get fucking fired, then all of that, (laughs) you know, and then all of that content that they created whoop, out the window, I may be working in a different industry. So talk to us about your decision to, to create content and base it around your personal brand to effectively increase your employability, not necessarily the reach of whatever company you were, you, you, you happen to work at. Right. So uh, for me, at the end of the day, I'm always be me, like whether I'm working for a company or I decide to start my own business or, you know, um, like right now I'm unemployed looking for work. Um, no matter what, like if a person creates content for, personal branding, that always will be a value add, right? Because that person has their own unique experiences, you know, uh, they always have their voice, Um, you know, whether they're a creative graphic designer, they can come up with different stuff like that. If somebody more in video, I prefer to write, which is why I do more posts with words. Um, I think every person has value to add to them, even if they don't feel, even if they're in college, you know, they can come up with some something unique. Yeah. Um, somebody in their 40s, 50s who feel they don't know much about social media or LinkedIn, they can create great value. Um, whatever your passions are, your interests, uh, your values, you just sit down for, it don't take that much time, sit down for 10, 15 minutes and be like, okay, what, what is some content I could create? Start creating the content, okay. 
you may do a few things, you're like, you know what, let me try this. And just just explore, just have fun with it. You know what I mean? Just, just be unique with it. And that's the biggest thing. Like, I tell myself, like, if I'm not having fun with it, what am I doing? You know what I mean? Like, that's the whole key. Like, like you said, some people are on, on LinkedIn and they, they're making posts and they got people like, oh, I've got to do this. And they're stressing themselves, stressing themselves out. And they create a quota for themselves to meet. Like, bro, just enjoy it. Just have fun with it. Like, that's, that's, that's the biggest thing I would say is just have fun with creating content. Like, just have fun with it. Yeah. No, and it's fantastic advice and advice that I don't really hear a whole lot. Like, I honestly can't remember the last time I heard somebody talking about creating content and they said, just, you know, have fun with it. Like, it's, it's always about how to take one piece, you know, piece of content and turn it into 87 pieces of content and how to, you know, but, but I love that because that's what it, we, we, we have enough quotas in our lives, right? And <laughs> <laughs> I think, you know, especially salespeople, um, I think maybe it's in our nature. To, to, to think that, um, you know, the only way that I'm going to do this consistently is to tie it to some sort of quota or KPI. And, and I think the magic, if you want to call it that, is when you start doing it for fun, it becomes something that's very easy to be consistent with, just like your posts, you know, on if I had a blank, I would do this. I mean, I, I, the whole reason I even brought it up is because you were consistent and you did it several days in a row and I kept seeing them and they were different and it was like, okay, cool. And the only reason that you did that is because you thought it was cool and you were enjoying doing it, right? So it's just that, <laughs> that, that, that equation, right? And I think one of the things that I've heard like music artists talk about is they, they don't make music for anybody else. They make music for themselves because if they like it, they can live with it. And chances are in this whole wide world of people, somebody else is going to like it too. You know what I mean? And I think that's the name of the game, dude. Well, Ashad, thank you so much for coming by for a second time on the Lunch Break Podcast. I've really enjoyed your insight on kind of everything, personal branding, content creation. If people have listened to this episode and seen you and how you operate and, and, and um, want to connect with you. How can they do that, man? Yeah, uh, they can, if, they, if they're on uh, LinkedIn, they can just find me, Shot uh, Mason. If they're on Instagram, I recently started a new Instagram. It's called poetry.ashotmason. So if someone is interested in like poetry and, and that kind of stuff, they can find me that way. Uh, and I'm also on Twitter. You're, you're a renaissance man. You've got, the, you've got the business acumen, you've got the content, and you, now you're off writing poetry, man. I love it. Look, um, <laughs> thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Lunch Break Podcast, episode 78. Couldn't have asked for a better guest for this one, man. Thanks so much. <laughs>